P-Rob Media. Hey, it's your girl, Lena. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our podcast at UCC Podcast, Uncomfortable Conversations. I have here with me my co-host, Percy Robinson. We also have a very special guest. Before I introduce my guest, Percy, is there anything that you would like to say to our listeners this evening? What's up, family? It's your boy, Percy Robinson, and I am super excited about talking about this wonderful subject that Lena has brought to me. Um, Lena, whenever you are ready to introduce our guest, I am ready to get this conversation going. Yes. So um, this evening we have Ebene Marie, right? Am I saying your name? I want to make sure I say it right. Okay. So this evening we have Ebene Marie and she's going to go ahead and introduce herself. Let us know what it is that she do and the topic we're going to be talking about this evening. All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I'm humbled. And again, my name is Ebene Marie. Um, I am the owner of The Body Way. Um, It's B-O-D-E and it stands for Belief Over Doubt Every Day. I'm a personal trainer and a life coach, and I also um, own Ebony Marie Agency, which um, is a public relations agency as well. But um, I really like to focus on mental health in all aspects of my life and just, you know, coach and help others um, be the best version of themselves and get out of their own way. Yes. Great. So we're glad to have you this evening. I actually met Ebony at a wonderful business brunch among some amazing ladies and Mm -hmm. we were just vibing and it was actually a really, really, really good day. So we discussed her coming on the platform and hanging out with us. So yes, go ahead and just, you know, kick it off. Let us know, like, as far as you being a life coach, what is it that you do for people? Um, How do you change people's lives or just like, just enlighten us on what you do as far as a life coach? Great question. So as a life coach, um, I really like to dig into the subconscious. You know, again, I'm, I'm not a therapist or a licensed therapist or anything of that nature. But, um, you know, there are conversations that needs to be had. And there may be subconscious things that people are suppressing and they're unaware of. And, um, you know, I just like to you know, if you sort of speak, play the devil's advocate and, you know, hey, what's really going on? You know, why are you reacting this way? You know, what are you really afraid of? What's going to happen if you take this step? You know, what what um, is the bad, you know, that can come out of this? You know, what's the good? Let's weigh this out and really see, you know, what's stopping you. So, um, again, you know, just providing my life coaching services is really just to bring out that your best self and just get you to that next step, no matter what it is, whether it's in your job, where whether it's parenting. Um, I do work with a lot of mothers and, um, you know, help them find themselves because I know a lot of times we just get lost in motherhood and we're just kind of, you know, playing that wife role, mommy role. And, you know, we have no identity outside of that. So helping moms find their own true self too is something that I specialize in as well. Right, right, right. So that that's amazing. Um, I know that when people are like passionate about things in life, sometimes it's things that bring us to that point. Mm-hmm. So what 
was some of the reasons why you decided that you wanted to become a life coach? Uh, well, my own my own experiences that I had with my parents and the things that I went through growing up, uh, being told that I couldn't do things because I'm a girl or I have to keep quiet because I'm a girl or, you know, we don't act like this. And, you know, if you do this and this is going to happen and I was very um, rebellious and, you know, it put me in a position where I am today, but I also had some tribulations because of that. You know, there was people that loved me that wanted to teach me the right things, but I would take it as a challenge all the time. So um, I really had to, you know, I was homeless and I had to get out, get out of my own way and figure that out. And once I was able to dig myself up out of that hole, um, I learned about life coaching. Um, I hooped in college as well. So that's the personal trainer part. But, you know, I really wanted to get into the mind. And once I tapped it in with myself, I'm like, man, you know, I want to be able to help others because we can do this. Right. Right. Um, Percy, did you have any questions that you would like to yeah. ask Ebony? Yeah she, had, right yeah, she had mentioned something. Um, uh, it, it actually... Uh, uh, my antenna poked out, right? Like I was just like, oh, okay. So, like you mentioned, like when you were younger, you were you were told you couldn't do certain things because you were a girl. You couldn't mm-hmm. do, you know what I mean? Like, like the whole gender normativity type of mm-hmm. type of thing. So, um, I, I don't know when you grew up, but like when I grew up, it was kind of like the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like boys did this, boys did that. Um. Is there like, is there, do you think our parents got it wrong as far as, as far as like that goes, as far as like these gender norm type of situations? I don't think our parents got it wrong. I think they raised us with the best tools that they had in that moment. You know, they didn't have a lot of access to the things that we have now and mental health was such a stigma and, you know, something that we just did not talk about growing up in the black community. I mean, and I have friends that aren't black, I'll say black and brown community that it just, you know, you just didn't talk about it. It was for, it was for white folks. So um, I personally feel like our parents did the best that they could with the resources that they had. I know my parents always look at me sideways because for me, I would want to hold them accountable because I was that child like, well, you know, if you want me to do better, why aren't you doing better? Like, well, what what can you do as well? So, but, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like if you're able to have that conversation with, with your, with your folks and, you know, tell them, Hey, you know, when growing up, you said this, this is how I felt about it. Um, you know, what could you have done? And they acknowledge that, you know, there's room for growth and you find out that they did with what they had. Right. So I don't think they, I don't think they got it wrong. Okay. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Um, yeah, because yeah, the reason why I, I said that is because like this new age of of thinking, you know, we're, we're learning all these new definitions and mm-hmm. and everything else is basically like as as we go, we're further we're, we're going further away of how we were raised. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, mm-hmm. 
And I personally, I liked the way that I was raised. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of a, a lot of black folks, you know what I mean? Don't grow up with in a two parent home, let alone a father in the home. But I had that. And I had a father that taught me, you know, how to be a man, how to be a gentleman. You know what I mean? How to how to treat women. You know what I mean? And I got that example by watching how how he interacted with my mom, you know what I mean? And vice versa. And that's what really formed me into being the man that I am today. Right. So like, it's, it's crazy because I, I go into these conversations, you know, with, with people with this new age way of thinking. And I'm just like, man, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just, just being taught to be just a good human. You know what I mean? Let's, let's just right. start with that. Right. You know? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, uh, I was really intrigued with uh, what you said before I was just like, okay, well, let me, let me, uh, get, uh, get a deeper in depth of, of, of how this, um, how this conversation is going to go. Yeah. And, and I think that's dope. Um, cause it sounds like you grew up in a really like healthy home and I know a lot of us, you know, don't have that. You know, I have a lot of friends and even, you know, in some instances myself where, you know, we would get in trouble for certain things and the punishment doesn't fit, you know, you know, what happened, you know, it doesn't fit the crime. And I feel like that just affects us on a larger scale, you know, when you think about things, because now, you know, when you go into these courtrooms, this Jesse Smollett situation too, his, you know, he did a crime, but is the punishment really does it does it go together so um you know that's another thing why i wanted to another reason why i wanted to like work with parents and um you know just teach us different things about having mentally healthy children versus always like everything just being punishable because we're already in a punishable society so you know, why not fix that in our homes? So um, as far as like punishment goes, right? Like, obviously we were all disciplined differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I can go out and say that I just got my ass beat. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just butt whoopings, you know what I mean? Because like I was a foul ass kid, you know what I mean? I, ev- everything that I did, I, I deserved it, honestly. Um, I just think that um i mean you know I, I have a daughter never spanked her you know a day in her life never spanked her or anything like that but i feel that some some kids need to get spankings you know what i mean like we need to bring that back because that is the ultimate <laughs> i i wouldn't say it's the ultimate correction but i'm just like i'm just seeing a lot of dysfunction in the world today now you know what I mean? Like kids are doing way more different things than what we were doing as kids. Do you do you feel because, you know, a lot of us don't really spank our kids like that's the you know, I mean, that's the reason why these kids are behaving they, the way they are? Um, I want to answer that. I want to say that it depends on the situation, the kid, the parents and, and all that, because when I was growing up, I didn't get a lot of spankings, but I was growing up in the era to where your grandmother 
your auntie, your mama could look at you and give you a certain look and you wasn't going to okay. do shit. <laughs> you wasn't going to do a bit. Like it never even got to that point because you had already knew that your ass better stop doing whatever the hell you doing or you going to get it. And if you keep doing that, you may get it. But I, I really didn't have to because we were kind of like brought up um, with respect. You know what I'm saying? We were taught at a young age to respect our elders, which I feel like is not being taught to these children. They talk crazy to adults. They don't have respect for adults. They don't even have respect for their own parents. <laughs> but then I look at the parents sometimes and I'd be like, the parents don't even have respect for themselves. Like how you want your kids to respect you when they see you exactly. doing all this shit that you do. And they're like sponges. These kids soak up everything that you're doing. So I got this, this saying you know, old saying that's been said for years, the apples don't fall far from the tree. Okay. That's a true statement. It is. You it know, is. It's very true. And you just have to, um, if nobody breaks these generational, you know, curses, then it's things are carried down into generation. Your kid, your kids, kids. It's like, at what point are we going to stop and say, you know, we need to get a hold to, you know, this shit that y'all think that's okay, but it's not okay. I've even heard parents say that they're taking their kids out of school sometimes because you can raise your child up in this, this great environment. Like he said, he came from a, you know, mother and father in a household, good household. Now, you can have kids that are raised in households like that and then go to school and be subject to a child that don't have that. And they bring in some bullshit to school, however they was raised, whoever raised them. And if your child is easily influenced, they'll pick up on that shit that they brought to school. Now, your, your child is out here following what they do. You know, so yeah. it's really all about you having these conversations with your kids um, and the, even the conversations that people are afraid to have with their kids, I think they right. should, because if you don't, then they're going to always feel like they're missing out on something. And then when mm -hmm. they get older, they out here, they, they game goofy. Let me just say that yeah. <laughs> they out here and they trying to figure it out and they don't know why, because they haven't been taught anything important things, you know, at home. It, it was right. something that actually had fucked me up the other day. Um, I was on TikTok and a guy said he went to go buy a children's book for his child. And it was a book and it said gay BCs. And, and it fucked me up. Cause I was like, what do you mean gay BCs? Like this is a gay kid book. Like it fucked me up. And I was like, also oh, this is what we doing now. So we introducing this to the kids early. Mm -hmm. Like they don't even have a chance to try to figure out what they want in life when you already let them know this is okay for two girls to be with two boys. You know, like it's not even to go into that like that, but I'm just saying like it's just something is it's like that. It's like I really feel sorry for people that are like raising kids in this generation because this this generation is cold, baby. It, it's cold. Yeah, and I, I have two. I have um, a seven-year-old. My son will be eight next month, and um, I have a four-year-old daughter. And I think, you know, to each his own when it comes to parenting, because everybody's going to, you know, parent the way that, that they see fit. Um, but I do believe that, like you said, I think that's somewhat of a reflection at the end of the day. Yes. Um, and it's, it's because as a parent, 
you are responsible for that child's soul until they are able to make those decisions for themselves. Yeah. So I feel like when you see some kids that you're like, man, they need they they need to ask what nine times out of ten you see the parent, the parent low key needs they ask what too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you need your ass what too. <laughs> Yeah, because usually, you know, um, like one thing that I, that my husband and I talk to our children about is, you know, how they are a reflection of us. So, you know, we tell them, hey, do you act like this at home? You know, no, we do not. Okay. So why are you behaving like that out here? Like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't do that. When people see you, they see mommy and daddy and we don't act like we don't act like that are we cutting that no we're not so you know get it get it together but again you know it, it just goes into being true to yourself which is very hard to do so that you can see your child or see others for who they are and they can act accordingly and you can break that down because i personally feel like you you don't have to hit your kids right like to to me even when you're getting into it with somebody that i feel like hitting is the last form of communication because usually even if you see somebody on the street what you say i'm done talking like let's go you know what i mean them hands fly exactly so for me i'm like why do i have to be like that with a child right like that that doesn't make any sense to me and usually if a child is having some sort of breakdown then you need to dig deeper into what's really going on what are they seeing and give them that space to be able to communicate and they they have to feel safe because at the end of the day you know like you said your parents can give you that look and you know what's going on a lot of times kids are just scared to speak up and you got to reassure them that hey you're not in trouble you know, I want to talk to you. I want to know, you know, what you are thinking so that I can help you be better. Right. And, you know, it's it's amazing to see how, you know, some kids will really open up. Some kids, it just takes some time because they, they do have that fear instilled in them. But, you know, I'm all about the kids um, respecting the parents and not fearing the parents. And I think that's a that goes a long way. Right. I think um, sometimes, you know, when it comes to the spankings and stuff, it comes into depending on how they're being spanked or who, you know, like it can turn into a nervous condition. It could turn into them going to school and feeling like you put your hands on me. I can't put my hands back on you. So I'm going to put my hands on somebody at school. Exactly. I didn't see all the different, you know what I'm saying? levels of that you know that spanking every now and then you know kids will try you and they might need a little pow pow you know yeah every now and then a little on the back but <laughs> it all depends because you know all that getting whooped with extension cords and all that stuff whoever was getting that back yeah the day, like that that's OD. Was abuse. So i'm gonna let your ass know yeah <laughs> like that that is od that's that is crazy and yeah. usually i've like I finally, even when I talk to different parents, it's usually like, oh, like I just snapped. Like, okay, that's a you thing because like, how can this little person just make you fly off the handle like that? Like lose yourself like that? Like that's, 
that doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> Right. It's crazy. Do you think do you do you do you think that um it's kind of like it's it's passed down? Because you know what I mean? Like like where did it all stem from? Where it where's the root of it? You know what I mean? Like where did the root of it came come from? Because you know, here we are, generations, you know what I mean? Like my mom probably was taught by my grandma, grandma, great grandma, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, like, I always think about this, you know, I always think about this. I think it roots from, like, our historical, foundational Black American history. You know what I mean? Like, we were honestly taught by these savages, you know what I mean, that stole us, you know, and, and put us on plantations. Some of us were already here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we were reclassified as Negro because we were aborigine, uh, uh, aboriginal, you know, aboriginal, aboriginal, we were aborigines or no, no, see, you know, you, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, <laughs> we're aboriginal to this, to this land, to this continent. And we were reclassified as Negro and, and the ones that look like us, were were put down into the plantations right and and the ones that you see now and some of the five dollar indians you know what i mean they was left roman and 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 everything else they make you believe that we weren't here already you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but but I, i say that to say this i think we were brainwashed to feel that if this person's not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'm going to beat his ass or I'm going to beat her ass. You know what I mean? And that was passed down and passed down. And I think it got to our generation to where we're just like, wait a minute, there's, there has to be a different way to, to discipline our child, you know, our child, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with mine, I, all I had to do was give my daughter a look, you know what I mean? Um, And, and she would, you know, she would just, correct herself now you know as as far as like now she's she's uh, 13 years old to where like if i if she feels that that she let me down you know what i mean that's when she starts to correct herself mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and again i've never laid a hand on on my child but i i was able to psychologically get into her mind mm-hmm. you know what i mean be like man if you do this i will seriously be let down you know what i'm saying it worked, and I'm not gonna say it. It won't work. It'll work on every child, but that's my anecdotal experience with my child. Right. Yeah, and I I agree with you. I think that it is, um, you know, a generational curse on us. The because that is what we went through: the whipping and the beatings and all of that stuff. And a lot of times, back in those days. Um, our great, 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 great grandfathers and grandmothers had to whoop the kids because they didn't want to see them, you know, get sold. You know, that was the only way are killed. Yes. That was like the only way for them to instill that fear in us to, you know, make, make the kids act right. So I do agree that it is a, a generational thing, but now with the rate, you know, the way that we're still looked at in society and the things that we go through, I feel like we do need to be more mindful and we just need to be um, more 
mentally healthy so that we can handle these situations that we face on a day-to-day with with grace and to be able to move forward and not let this um, society hinder us. All, all goes hand in hand, like I say, with just, um, you know, digging deep and knowing and knowing yourself. Right. Definitely. Um, you know, one thing that I, I make sure that I saw it, well, my daughter is actually 27 years old. So she's grown. I want to just say that for the record, I am a proud parent. I just want to say that. I want to say I'm a proud parent. It hasn't always been easy. You know, there's always going to be struggles. Um, one thing my daughter did see me doing up from her being a child to the age she is now, she's always seen her mom hustling. She She's always seen it. She's She grew up in the hair shop. Um, and she didn't even realize the talent she had that I'm a licensed cosmetologist. She wanted to be a licensed cosmetologist, but she didn't even realize that that's what she wanted to do. She had this skill that no matter what job she had, she always wind up doing hair. She work at the airport, she come back do hair. She work at the rental car place, she come back doing hair. Like, it was like, I got this talent, but I really don't know, you know, like I can make a few right. extra quick dollars on the side. But, you know, I, I just do that on the side. She just always would say that. And I'm like, well, you know, whatever my daughter do, I'm like her biggest fan. I support her in whatever it is that she want to do, whatever it is. Um she started seeing that the money she was making was more than she was these two week checks she was getting. Mm-hmm. She was doing, she was making that on one head. Okay. So now she like, Oh, wait a minute. I actually like what I'm doing. You know, I actually, you know, I ain't got to, nobody ain't telling me when I could go to, to lunch and I can make this money and, you know, quick and fast and I can do, a whole lot of years in one day. So she decided to go to beauty school and um, become a licensed cosmetologist. But it wound up being her passion. And it wasn't even her her passion at the beginning. It wound up being her passion. She started enjoying what she was doing. And then she went to school to, you know, perfect her craft. Now, when you have the skill mm-hmm. and you go to beauty school, it don't do nothing but make you better. Because you already got the skill. Now you go right. to school to, you know to learn more and get more educated about it. So um, she has been on her own, you know, for like three years, you know, and doing well. And whenever she calls me and she needs me, I got her because she out here making a way for herself. Right. Now you got a lot of, you know, kids at her age, 27 years old, you know, somewhere feeling sorry for themselves or, you know, mm-hmm. just looking for handouts. But you, you, you've seen it. You yes. grew up in it, you know, so I say all that to say, like, some kids can see it and grow up in it and still don't get it. It's all about them and what they want out of life, you know, and the fact that her mind is set on not having to depend on nobody for nothing. Right. You no know, roommates, not laid up with a man, you know what I'm saying? Just like always depending upon people. I think a lot of times we enable our kids, you know, young, and we do so much for them that we don't mm-hmm. even show them how to get out here and do stuff for themselves. Not on the, you know, the whole masculine tip to where I don't need a man for shit. Not on that level. Right. That level of 
you need to be able to have your back. Yeah. No one else does on yes. that level. And I also tell her, uh, never require validations from others. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, especially with this internet and social media, we have way too many of our kids out here looking for validation from others. Right. You know, like and, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be out here, you know, you should be confident in who you are. You validate you. Right. Your own validation. Period. Okay. Yes. And I think that's something important that I installed in her. And I, I'm just, you know, a proud parent. We go out places, she pulling out her money, she paying for me. I didn't know, you know, it was gonna be a day she'd be like, No, mama, I got it. I'm like, I I, I like that. Yes. So I'm just, I just want to say that. Yeah. And I feel like that ties into, you know, her seeing you be accountable on things. So that just goes into her subconscious as well. And just, again, seeing the way that you hold yourself up. So then when she goes out into the world, you know, she's already equipped with so much game and so much knowledge about how to um, maneuver through things. So yes, that's off to you on that one. Right. And it, and it actually made me think about, uh, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, Kanye special, right? But yeah, I need to watch that uh, (laughs) on, on Netflix, but there was something that, that, that stuck out to me, Donna, his mom, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when he, he was, he was producing, making beats, you know what I mean? He dropped out of, you know, dropped out of college. But even at that point, Donna was just his like number one fan. You know what I mean? She was just rapping to his to his songs when he was going on stage. She was always with him, cheering him on, you know, being being the loudest fan that 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 she can be towards him. And I feel that that formed him into the the great brilliant mind that he is that he is today you know um <clears throat> you also mentioned and I'll, I'll, I'll tie everything in but you also mentioned lena like um like you're just you're you're super supportive of your daughter you know and and i feel that she got all of that by watching you you know what i mean um every time Every time I have my daughter around me, I'm either filming, I'm editing, I'm cooking, you know what I mean? And eventually I feel she she'll catch on to some of the things that you know she wants. Right now, she's really not interested in all that. She's into TikTok videos and all that other stuff. But <laughs> I know in the back of her mind, she's watching what I'm doing. You know what I mean? She's already hinted that she wanted a YouTube channel. I was like, whatever you do. I will be your number one fan. I will be the, your first comment, your first like, et cetera, et cetera. I think as parents, we we need to loosen up the reins sometimes and let our, our children figure out what it is that they want to do. You know, that whole trial and error and have the patience to do it. You know what I mean? Because... A lot of us, even a lot of us adults, we still ain't got it figured out. You know what I mean? So how are we expecting these children to right away figure it out, straight out of high school, figure it out? You know what I mean? Let's stop kicking our kids out at 18 years old. You know what I mean? Let's give them some time to figure shit out. You know what I mean? And be that support system. I agree with that. I agree with that. And one thing about um, my daughter, she up 
she I let her stay, you know, as long as she needed to. And she had a date and everything ready. And I was like, oh, you moving out. <laughs> like she was like, <laughs> and you know, you hear that as parent, you like, oh uh, yeah, okay, okay. She like, oh yeah, March 17th. Um, you know, I'm moving to Las Vegas. And I was like, oh. And not only is you moving, you moving out of state. And that also made me proud because I'm like, damn, you didn't did something that your mom ain't never did. I've never moved out of state. I never even thought about moving out of state. And so she did. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, because once your kids is gone, they set and they doing them. It's like, okay, go ahead. Mom, mama got to have a life too. You need, right. you need to start living your life now. Like, why are you scared to move out of state? Like, what are you staying here for? Like, right. your child is already out in the world living it, honey. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I finally um, thought about it, you know, finally. Like, okay, I'm actually thinking about moving out of state. There you go. I actually have something. Because, you know, it's so fucking expensive in California. Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm like these yep. gas prices, the rent and the gas prices now. I'm like, Man. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm about to get a bigger car living that motherfucker. I'll tell you. <laughs> Man, like for real. It's like, yeah. And nice. I think that um I think Mika spoke on it in the um brunch where she said that, you know, a lot of us in California, you know, the rent and everything be so high. A lot of people just get comfortable with just uh, living from paycheck to paycheck. You know, you got some people, they rent so high, they like, shit, as long as I pay my rent, pay my cell phone bill, I got food in my refrigerator, you know, and then we just content with that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, sometimes you got to just step outside the box so you can see how I feel to just be, comf you know, comfortable and actually living the way you want to live. And sometimes... You just got to step outside the box and say, hey, instead of, you know, paying rent here and paying all these people mortgage, I could be somewhere paying my own mortgage. You right. Know what I'm mm -hmm. like, well, some people just have to be mentally prepared for that, for that, for that move. You know what I mean? And and not yeah. move as in move out of, out of state, but they have to be mentally prepared being like, okay, well, I'm working my nine to five job. I get, most people work their nine to five job get off of work, kick their feet up, eat a little dinner and, you know, fall asleep until the TV's watching them. Right. Not a lot of people are like, look, I need to get this second hustle, get this second hustle off the ground. If I told you the amount of things that I do during the day, uh, you know what I mean? People would be like, what? what? When, when do you when do you get a chance to watch TV? When do you get a chance to go to sleep? Mm hmm. I just know in my mind, I'm like, if when this works out, I can do whatever I want to do. Right. You know what I mean? Whenever I want to do. Mm -hmm. So, like, I was always told by an old, I used to work for this for this old dude, right? And he would always say this, you know, when I wasn't ready to, you know, do something. He's like, you can either suffer short or suffer long. Mm -hmm. One of those two you're going to have to pick. And it, and it, it still sticks with me to this day. I'd rather suffer for a short time, put in my time, right, so I can live the life that I want to live for the rest of my life. Right. And yeah, and even like me and my husband, we, um, my husband's born and raised in San Mateo, you know, I'm from the Fresno area, and I definitely do not want to leave California. I mean, I've traveled all over the place, 
And, you know, we just love it. So I know like some people are always like, oh, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. But my husband and I are always just like, okay, how can we make more money? Like, right. what can what can we Come do on, to make more money? Up. How can we yeah. level up? Exactly. Yeah, That's we're like, you know, about. forget forget that. Like, let's go ahead and do what we need to do to make more money. And um, I mean, I feel like we've always hit our goals when it comes to that. I mean, before COVID, I mean, we were we were taking like three, four family vacations. You know, we were in Hawaii, when Texas, all in the same year. Like we were just doing a whole bunch of stuff, taking our kids to Legoland. And, you know, it was just, again, just about 11 and 11 and that, that mentality, you know, we weren't like, oh, we can't afford this. We just really thugged it out with how can we, what can we do? We were doing all types of different side hustles just so that we can, you know, do the things that we want, you know. So I don't like the word no. <laughs> I'm like, how how can I how can I go and get this? <laughs> that what part. do I need? What do I need to do? Because I want to stay in in California. So I'm just like I refuse. And everybody that's not from California, all they talk about is California. Yes. Like when I get on, I, I'm live on like three different platforms on social media and. From the moment you say you're from California, they look at you like they look, won the lottery. Maybe so. It's California. They'll be like, damn, calm down. And they, <laughs> all, they so all think that you're rich, too. Everybody thinks yeah, that you're rich. I think, yeah, I think they definitely think that. I'll be like, yeah, I, I'm not in Beverly Hills, boo. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm in the they Bay always equate area. California. Okay. They always equate California with LA. They're like, oh, oh, you from yes. LA? No, no, I'm not. Right, like California is a lot bigger than LA. LA. The only part of California that is a fact. Right, kind of like people think, kind of like people think that Miami is the only place in Florida. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I I got a rude awakening on that. I'm like, (laughs) you travel through Florida, it's the South. (laughs) Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted for a goddamn second. Yeah, or they just think it's all about, you know, the weed. I remember I'm in college. I went to school in Missouri and they were like, oh, you smoke a lot of weed. And I was, at the time I was like, I've never smoked weed in my life, actually. <laughs> they were like, and you from Cali? Yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah, we all, I'm like, we all don't smoke weed, okay? <laughs> we produce it, though. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, okay, I know we got the best too. So yeah, that is the fact. <laughs> Cali got the best. I don't know what it is about California, but we just got the best. Yeah. You go anywhere I, else, you're just like it even like it uh, smells yeah. because I'm not like just this huge weed person because I, you know, I do indulge every now and then. But okay. um, you know, I could tell the smell when I'm like out of town somewhere if i'm in like atlanta or somewhere in the midwest i'm like it don't even smell good (laughs) smells like bobby brown not that reggie you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) oh yes 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 no so 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 back to back to the subject so so we we kind of we kind of touched on the whole mental health thing. We really touched on like the parenting, right? What would you suggest, like, you know, you as a professional, what would you suggest some of the some of the steps someone needs to take to to start their journey? Because a lot of people, they're just scatterbrained. 
You know what I mean? They're they're just like, I don't, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Like, what would be this that what would be the steps that you would tell them, you know what I mean, to take to to start? I would say it doesn't I, have to be the, you know, what I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like, you know, yeah. your yeah, just just like a little brief. I would just say um, number one is acknowledgement. You know, um, like I said, kids are a reflection. So I feel like you have to acknowledge the things that you're doing in order to be parent to be a better parent. And I would say um, to after you acknowledge it, go see a therapist, because even though you're acknowledging things, there may be some things that you still aren't seeing that a therapist can, you know, um, help guide you through and give you some tips on what you can look out for and how to help uh, your child change their behavior. So those are my um, top two. And then, like I said, I um, follow this woman named um, Jane Nelson. I actually don't even know if she's um, still alive, but I read something about her a while ago and she um, talks about the three R's and that's something that really resonated with me um, when I was in college before I even had kids. But um, I have it written down. It says, um, be relatable, um, teach respect and be reasonable. And, you know, being um, the related part, you know, if your child's in trouble, make that punishment related. I won't even say punishment, but the consequence needs to be related to what happened. And then respectable, you know, still have setting that boundary and having that respect for your child so your child can have that respect for you. And, you know, uh, be, be reasonable as well. You know, make sure that, again, it kind of goes back to being relatable, but make sure that, you know, it matches the the, the crime fits the punishment. You know what I mean? So um, those are, you know, the things that I would definitely suggest. Acknowledgement, see a therapist, and, you know, the three R's. Um, now, did you, okay, so so I, I want to go back to early what we were talking about as far as disciplining our child, our, our children, right? And um, it, it kind of like, it, something you said now just really like kind of sparked my um sparked my interest right do you think you know you know parents that just go from zero to 100 and in, in disciplining their child do you think do you think um <clears throat> they're not as patient they're not being rational rational you know in, in a situation or do you think that they just don't have the time? You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, they're working these long jobs. You know what I mean? And by the time they get home, they're tired. And right. the only thing the only thing that that they're they're good at is just reacting at a situation because they've been getting yelled at by their boss. You know what I'm saying? Like something probably happened at work that they couldn't lash out at. So now when they get home, they're going to lash out at their kids. Mm -hmm. So I, I I've always thought about that you know, and, and other people's parenting. Right. And like I said, like parenting is not a monolith. You know what I mean? Like we all parent different. Right. We all have different situations in, mm -hmm. in how we, how we uh, attack. But, but what do you think about that? I think it's a combination of all things. Um, and I feel like when you're in those situations, um, you have to be a proactive parent, you know, like that's just, 
Like, for example, like if you know that you're going to have, you know, this long, busy day, you know, you're going to have all of these um, things going on, get things in place so that your child can be successful that next day. You know what I mean? Like, if you know in the morning you're going to be rushing, have something easy for your child so that they can make their own breakfast and get ready while you're getting ready. So that takes off, you know, a load on you. And I think um, just communicating with your children, too, and letting them know that, hey, I am human. And, you know, I've had a I've had a long day, you know, baby, mom, mommy is so tired. Give me a couple minutes. Let me um, finish this and then we'll go ahead and start this, you know, and just it's all about being just communicating with your kids because they don't know what's going on. They don't know that you had that long day. And, you know, if you sometimes if you just let them know, you know, they'll they'll chill out. They'll want to do things like. I've seen kids that are like, you know, you know, you're cooking in the kitchen and you're doing something. Your kids want to go, oh, let me help you. Let me help you. You know, sometimes kids, they want to be helpful. They just don't know how because we're not communicating with them. I I, I regret like when my daughter used to want to help and stuff in the kitchen. I regret that. Like, you know, they like, let me help wash the dishes. (laughs) Not saying that she don't wash her dishes and stuff now, but I think that like you said, when they want to help, let them help. If they want to help you cook, let them help. If they want to help you wash your dishes, because it helps them, you know, when they get older and they like, okay, I remember doing this with my mom. And I enjoy doing it, actually. Right. Me, I and had I, to do it. I didn't have no damn choice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and I, we had dish day. My auntie was so raw with it. She had these slips. So where me, my cousin, her son, and her daughter, we had days. And you had to check off what you did. She put them slips on the door, baby. Okay. Who got dishes today? Who got the living room? Who got the, you know, like, it was down to a science. (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to take some of that, too, because I'm like, my kids are getting to the point. I'm like, all right, y'all can um, pick up the slack, but, you know, Maybe if I have it written down and maybe throw some stickers or something on it once you complete something, then it'll I think get done. that was actually it'll dope. Get done a little quick, quicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But we're at that uh, we're at that point in time to where we are towards the end of the show. I can't believe <laughs> time flies when we're having fun, right? I know. Right. <laughs> this this was so fun. So, Ebony, why don't you go ahead and is there any social media um, handles that you want to announce for our listeners? Yes. We'll also have it to where we can put some links, you know, on this episode as well. But go ahead and let people know where they can find you or, you know, if you have any products or anything you have going on. They can follow you. Yes. Um. So you can follow me on The Body Way um, on Instagram. It's b-o-d-e b-b-o-d-e way on instagram that's my life coaching and personal um training page by the time this um this goes up i'll have my links so that they can um book the life coaching consultation i do nutrition um training as well so any of those three topics they'll be able to do a consultation with me and we can get started Great. We definitely have to collab on that because uh, you're you're into, you know, the healthy body and everything. And and me and Lena, both we cook 
vegan dishes. So yes. like we definitely have to. Uh, yes. We all That's definitely have to collab. So oh, yeah. we can go on one of these. Um, so what we've been doing lately is going to different um like vegan and plant-based rest restaurants and doing like blogging and uh Percy here is the amazing videographer, photographer, editor. So, you know, like maybe one day you could come on as a guest <laughs> and we could just get on the road and, and hit up one of these spots and do a food oh, tasting. Yes. That, that would be it's so good. fun because I'm always down for that because I I like to eat really clean, but I like my food to taste good. You know what I mean? Like we ain't doing all that extra stuff. Like I need my stuff to taste good. I like it to look pretty as well. Come so, on, oh, come yes. on, sis. Yep. Okay, so, for me. <laughs> yeah, so I I yes. would I would love that for sure. Let's do yes. it. Yes, cool. presentation is everything. I yes, always say it that. really is. It really is. <laughs> so, if, so Lena, if you don't have anything else to say, I'd like to take it out, if that's okay with you. Good night, you guys. See y'all next time on UCC Podcast. We have these uncomfortable conversations. If anybody wants to come be a guest, feel free to hit us up. Join the platform. Good night. And also, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for taking the time and listening and watching our podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but today you decided to be here with us. And for that, I thank you. So have a good night, everybody.